0: Welcome back. Uh, One of the reasons I love doing this show is it enables me to learn things that I did not know before. I have never interviewed, and I'm not sure I've even heard an Egyptian musician before. That is why, on the recommendation of uh, a very good friend and having done some studying about him, I am so pleased to welcome Kareem Nagy into the studio. You, (laughs) In the couple minutes before we have take a break, you were... Born in Kuwait, mm-hmm. raised in Egypt, then went to England, and somehow you've made your way to become a Chicagoan.
1: Yes, so let's say England is actually New England. Oh, New <laughs> so England. Egypt to New England, to Boston. Okay. And then, yes, I've lived now in Chicago for five years, and I very much love the city. When did you come to music, or how did music come to you? Interestingly, um, I'm, I started playing music um, around the age of twelve, which most people felt that was really late. Yeah, uh, I should have done it by now. I'm already trying to get my children to to play music. They're much younger, but uh, in you know at, at that age when I discovered something beautiful, it made me happy, and it also made the people listening happy. And I thought, what a what a wonderful way to spend life! I I'm not doing it just for myself, and I'm a narcissist, and I'm not doing it just for them, and I'm a uh, a martyr. I get to do something that is nice for both worker and receiver. When you
0: went to college, hmm. you went to uh, little research I've done. Skid you went to Skidmore College, more, yes, majoring in philosophy and psychology. That's right. Which probably would be good for a working musician to have those that little that background. Right. Were you playing music in college too?
1: I was playing music the entire time in college i 've always been playing music, regardless of what um, you know, tangent I was on but yes in college i was I thought I wanted to be a psychologist, and I definitely was interested in philosophy very much, but I, I didn't understand if that was a career or not. But well,
0: that's also, a, that's also a, a career choice that would please parents, I think, a lot more than yeah, I want to be a musician.
1: Well, it, th- that's a very interesting point, is that I don't really have any professional artists in my Egyptian family whatsoever. Yeah. We have a lot of engineers. My uncle is an admiral in the Egyptian Navy. Oh. There's nobody who is a professional artist, so it was, um, it was a task for me to convince them that it's worthy, and one of the ways I do that... and, and, and when I say worthy, meaning like by, by their experience, not, sure. not in some qualitative sense, but that, that here in the United States, it's also a type of, um, positive PR for our culture <laughs> and a great way to get people to appreciate Arabs and Muslims and foreigners in the United States. Well, because during
0: your life, I, the, the stigma attached, the lack of understanding, the, 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 it's gotten worse, mm. I think, mm. uh, and you have lived through that. It was always your intention, uh, sort of, to to modernize mm. the music of your of your culture.
1: I, I I I understand that point you're saying. I I think the way I've thought it in my own mind is that I want to have been the continuum of the music as something alive that is. Um, both traditional but capable of developing, Mm -hmm. capable Mm -hmm. of adapting to where it is and becoming relevant to others. And in the process of learning about other people's music, and that's the one great thing about being here in the United States, is I learned about jazz and chamber music and blues, and and all of these things uh, informed my Arabic music, not in a way of corrupting it, but just listening to um, ideas about improvisation, ideas about the composer-performer relationship and how you make a song your own, even though you didn't compose it, and also composing in, the, in, a, in a genre that pre-exists. These types of ideas I definitely got informed from other styles of music.
0: Well, that has happened. I've seen that happen. You know, I think of Corky Siegel with Chamber Blues and Vicky Quaddy is still here, and some of these names I mentioned. I don't know if you know Corky and Chamber Blues, but the, the whole notion of world music, I think, in many ways, has shrunk the world. Uh, don't you agree?
1: Uh, very much so. I, I agree that um, that when things are accessible to people, then then they get to know about other cultures. Music is a wonderful way of getting to know about another culture because it doesn't always involve politics or religion. Overtly, they all they all involve it uh, in, internally. It's a great way, and it has in a, made the world smaller, as you say. But there's also the danger that people will essentialize and think that, um, well, this is Arabic music. It sounds like this, and this is an Arabic person, and they look and act like this, uh, and 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 turn things into sort of um, tropes and stereotypes. And stereotypes,
0: yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. And you know, in, in in doing that, they are dealing i think not to get too geopolitical here or or we're talking want to talk about music is the unknown uh breeds i think misunderstanding and fear
1: one hundred percent i agree with that as a, and and being a a a musician, you are creating familiarity in people and and we're much less likely to be afraid of something we're familiar with. I mean, um, the unknown is creates fear, and w- the music is very diplomatic in a way. You know, it's uh, well, it transcends yes.
0: so much oh, of that. It's I mean, if it's you, welcoming, yes, yeah. and you open yourself up right. to it, it Absolutely. does transcend that. Your latest CD, yes. and, and mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing this right,
1: at am Correct. A yeah, perfect way to pronounce it. The only thing is, it's not a CD. Those things. Oh, may I'm not sorry. Exist I already anymore. said that. Like an
0: <laughs> idiot, I already asked him. A No, no,
1: it's true. It's 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 a way of calling something an album. You know, I I was around for cassettes and uh, and eight tracks. (laughs) Eight tracks, you (laughs) were. I had eight tracks too. Yes, in a a kind of novelty way. So yeah, this is this exists. Um, This is my newest album. It's called Huzam, and what I did was I composed. New music, but in traditional Arabic forms and genre that predate, uh, that predate current music. And I'm using, um, Ensemble members from here in Chicago, fantastic uh, musicians in, in and of themselves, and we performed this album uh, twice now at Epiphany. Uh, twice Center for, for two sold-out shows. Correct, correct, and and twice for two sold-out shows, and we also are going to perform at the Tibbets Opera House in uh, in September in Coldwater, Michigan. And this is uh, this is something that I feel very strongly about that we're creating a new music. That is part of a tradition, a continuum of a tradition, and using this, the instruments, using the forms, but an interpretation that's personal and new.
2: So, what are the you, instruments on this card? Oh, we got to
0: We got to break. But yeah, I'm let's break and I'll get into it. That's Vicky right. Quaddy coming in. Sorry. Uh, help, no, uh, help you here. Co-hosting, <laughs> <laughs> he's a co hosting <laughs> Co hosting this show. Music. We'll continue on with, uh, with Kareem Nagy after uh, uh, <laughs> a little break, and uh, you'll hear some music i am going to tell you how to access uh kareem Nagi's uh music you can go to k-r-k-a-r-i-m-n-a-g-i.com slash h-u-z-a-m here is just a little little bit of it courtesy of uh christa flores uh, that shorter tune that he sent me, could you play that for us? Thanks, Krista. That's beautiful.
1: So many of the, some of the other cuts, that's a very short cut. That's right, yes. That that's actually is um, a style of, um, a genre of music called Dulab, which means a wheel, and that is used to introduce other pieces of music or to start a concert and oh. to put people in the mood of... The mode, the scale of music, as well, and then you heard the violin mm-hmm. played by our friend uh, Ahmed rushti and the violin we call it in Arabic a kaman, um, uh, which um, originated as like a spike with a with a coconut or some kind of more <laughs> primitive instrument uh-huh. that became the violin as it was exported to Europe and then reimported back to us. Then you also hear uh, a flute called the ne, which is a bamboo flute played by our friend Naif Rafah, who is uh, from Syria. You heard an Oud, which is um, a big lute, a predecessor of the guitar, uh, played by Ronnie Malley, who is um, a Chicago native, originally from Palestine. And then I played this instrument called the Rik, which actually I have, have here. here. <laughs> I have here
0: Segway. Which is also beautiful. It's like, I, Thank I like, you. It's
1: like a tambourine. Correct. Right? So it looks like a tambourine. It has five sets of brass cymbals. The one that I played on the album had the skin of a fish which is a traditional one but when it's humid out it's a little bit more difficult to manage it you have to manage it with a heater but um you know today where i i uh it's it's uh, we're using one that is a plastic skin. Um, I didn't have to tell you that. You wouldn't have known over the, <laughs> <laughs> with the radio. That's right, but but no, I want to learn. Full disclosure, here, learn. Here's, here's is a little, Is there a little...
2: sound difference between the fish one uh, and in, this one?
1: Yes, yes, there is a sound difference, and most people can hear. This one with the plastic, it's a little sharper, and the fish one is a little warmer. So I'll just oh. play you, you know, the, here's the rhythm of that dulap, you know...
2: get a lot of sound out of a small instrument exactly but it's, tambourine, also, it's, yeah.
0: it's very exuberant uh, music i i have to feel that in some venues people get up and spontaneously start dancing it's possible yes yeah <laughs> sure uh talk to me about the the community here how mm. you have fit into and what you think of the larger you know you played epiphany center yes. a couple of friends of mine played there a couple of weeks ago too sure. talk to me about that i mean mm. chicago is in an accepting audience where where'd your
1: audience come from <laughs> Chicago's a fantastic place for arts music you know when i did my play i loved the audience every time i've played music i love the audience here in chicago very much it's been a great five years and i hope to stay uh in our epiphany shows it was 80 percent arabs Arab Americans, and, you know, the, which was very, very thrilling and exciting to have them, and about 20% non-Arab from all kinds of walks of life. There was a, a two Mexican families that came with all their children, and, um, you know, Arab families from Egypt, from Syria, from Palestine, Morocco. Great, great audience, great, great community uh, in Chicago for listening to music, whether it's their own music, like a diaspora enjoying sure. their own music. And yeah, right, 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 people, right, right, Or people interested in another genre and explorato- explorative people as well.
2: In all ages? Uh,
1: um. Yes, well, in, in, you know, my, my performances actually, interestingly, had, um, I would say, age 9 to... 90. <laughs> was, That's a uh, good range. That's a lot a good of families, range. yeah, a lot of families brought their their children, their their teen, teenage children and younger children and then a lot of retirees. I mean, it was a full age range and I don't mean to make it sound like the marketer's dream. Everyone loves my music from, you know? nine to, from 9 to <laughs> 90. Uh, <laughs> really, really it's I, I don't feel that, that that this music excludes people. I really don't. No, it's certainly it's no, no. uh, it's wonderfully no, it's exuberant. Wonderful. You
0: must consider yourself on some level uh, Kareem. Mm, mm. Not just a musician, but kind of a cultural ambassador. Yes, uh, I,
1: I like I like that uh, I like that description. I've also used the description "culture bearer." That's something I learned when I worked with the Smithsonian Museum several years ago in D.C. They use this term "culture bearer" a lot because ambassador, um, you know. Uh, a lot of people think of it as a political role. It well,
0: implies some kind of weird bureaucracy. Right, and, and, yeah, and that yeah, also yeah, that yeah, yeah.
1: is a standard role and that you have it for four <laughs> years or something. Yeah. So the culture bearer, I also like that in, uh, as well, which is you're bearing the culture and delivering it to other people, but you are also responsible for it to... Pr- uh, continue and to grow and i like the word bearer as well because you have to bear it It, it's there is a burden to representing something um that exceeds yourself and the expectations people have people from your own culture who expect you to deliver a nostalgic experience for them or people from outside the culture who expect you to deliver a um a touristy or a um, museum-like experience Mm. for them, too. So the bearing also has a burden.
2: So now this instrument goes Mm. back a couple thousand years. Sure. Is there any kind of music... From that I mean I'm like a, like a sheep music, but you know is there are are there, there songs that are passed along over the millennia and?
1: right uh, the, the songs that are passed over the millennia that we you know are, are vocal songs because that's oh. then we you know the, the poetry is retained uh, written music is, uh, is is harder to to maintain it's harder to know about and um, uh, and the instruments have changed as well the The stories of the Rick the Tambourine, just as here I am talking about it. Um, are, 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 you just, you use the, you, Convey the one that you enjoy the most, <laughs> the story you yeah, enjoy the yeah, most. Yeah, so, yeah. The one of the ones I like a lot is there was a Bedouin using a frame drum on the camel, and they had bells on the ankle of the camel so the bell- camel wouldn't run away at night. And so, he was synchronizing the the big drum that had no shaking noises, just boo boo, and the camel was shh shh, and they were synchronizing it as they traversed, you know, the Arabian Peninsula. And they got off their camel and uh, and they missed that shaking sound, so they inserted these symbols. In it. Great story, Un- unverifiable, but a wonderful story. <laughs> but one that's easier to-, to follow is the one of the oud, the lute. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the word "el oud," "el oud" sounds like the word "lute," and "el oud" means the the branch, the stick. And the word lute is a derivative from that Arabic, al-haud. And so the lute instrument is derived from that and became the guitar and became all of these other um, huh. strumming instruments uh, you, okay. from Arabic music originally. Do you, during
0: performances, tell any of this? Is there a narrative to the performances? I, I have to believe that you, if you don't do it, during performances you'd be a great teacher oh I just, yeah. thank you I, I,
2: mean, I, I think you should definitely insert some just mm-hmm. little introductory <clears throat> bit of information because and, it's and fascinating
1: did, thank you thank you if I did that what, what amount would be good for people I'll ask the two of you if, as, as you as audience how sure. much would you like to hear um information versus um you know please stop talking and play that music sir well you just i mean you just gave basically right.
0: a 1 minute uh, introduction in to right. the tambourine okay. and, you know. and a one minute a, a, to do it in a sense, no, v- Vicky Quati and Rick Hogan, producers.
1: Uh, <laughs> but I, I think you you must do some teaching, do you not? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's important to do that. It's part of the connection. Yeah, you don't want to um, disrupt the flow of a concert. <laughs> exactly. But, but every setting is different. So many times I do uh, presentations, uh, assemblies in public and private schools. I've done over four hundred in the nineteen years around the united states these morning assemblies in, um, in a gymnasium or, or something in, of public schools around the united states and there's a lot of verbal demonstration as yeah. well and new teaching i will yeah. give you
0: this uh this uh, website again mm-hmm. k-a-r-i-m-n-a-g-i.com mm-hmm. And you can find, yes. you could go that, that's slash, enough that's enough. That's yes, enough. Because it's
1: on the, it's on the front You can page. find more information. I'm
0: going to ask him to stay for a few more minutes I'd love to. Uh, into thank the you, next Rick. half hour. Uh, it's incredibly enlightening. You too, Vicky. I right? love it. I mean, yeah. this instrument it, it, is
2: a marvelous. Yeah,
0: it you. really is. Uh, so please stay tuned. We will return. Hazam is the latest musical offering from my new friend, Kareem Nagy, uh, a Chicagoan, uh, with a vast uh, repertoire. Uh, new and honoring the old, well, the innovating new sounds. Uh, Hazam is the title of his latest musical offering i used to say albums i used to say cds <laughs> now it's that I
2: oh, uh, used to say cassette tape come yeah on. really i used to say album a, the word album H, still right. works yeah,
0: album works yes. and it's it's really a beautiful 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 piece of work you must thank be you. very proud of it
1: thank you so much i, I am proud of it I've, definitely thank you rick yeah. What's next?
0: I, this is, you know, now that we're seemingly coming out of the pandemic, I am assuming that you would like to do more live performances because there's yes. nothing quite like that.
1: It's true. And and I definitely um, did everything I could virtually for two years. Yeah. And it actually, there's there was some benefit to it in terms of reach. I would like to continue to do live performances and travel and, uh, um, you know, distribute this music to people. And the live experience with our kind of music is really special because we respond to the audience, we elicit response from the audience. It's this whole interactive enchantment process called Tarab, where, you know, you play in a certain way and the audience responds and you fuel each other. So it's a really important aspect to creating music.
0: Well, and I think also it is, a, it is music is, to my mind, uh, a way to communicate that transcends uh, politics and prejudices yes. and biases and all that yes. all that uh, junk. Uh, so it's a pleasure to meet you. As I said at the beginning, uh, one of the reasons I love doing this show is I learn things. I learn things and I hope you are learning too. And being entertained, I'm going to end this with goodbye Bada Kareem and to uh, Vicki Kwadi too. Thank you. And uh, end this with uh, Krista Flores, maybe a couple more minutes because some of some of the uh selections on the <laughs> musical offering are eight or nine minutes long and mm-hmm. they'd be amazing to
1: watch in person you could but play I, the song number five um this the, the first 45 seconds of it would be nice and exciting for people terrific yeah and we thank don't, you for introducing
0: me to this music. Thank you, Mickey. We don't, have, I don't. I didn't put that in there because I couldn't figure out how to download <laughs> uh, that second cut. Whatever, whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> whatever I gave you, Christy, All of his music is uh, terrific. From the ensemble. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming, in. it's a pleasure to meet you.